this is the future. There is no end state and we have to be constantly reinventing ourselves as companies. So buckle up and get ready and (laughs) get comfortable with the transition because that's where we're going to live. Hi, welcome to Change Out Loud. I'm Kara Sundar. And I'm Adnan Ali. And today we're talking about the transition. Kara, I recently rolled out a change, and as a part of that change, you know what I did? I talked a lot about the future state. Mm. We set some goals, we communicated a key message, and we focused a lot on the future state, but we forgot to talk about the transition. And I think many of us as change managers, we, we focus a lot on the future state, and we forget that we don't immediately get to that future state. And how are we ensuring that we are communicating the transition? So on today's episode, what I want to do is talk about some key things that we can do as change professionals to make sure that we are communicating what to expect in the transition so that our people feel engaged, a part of the change, and we ultimately do get to that future state. Yeah, Adnan, this makes a lot of sense, especially when you're working with big programs that might have different impacts over time, new systems, new processes, maybe even organizational changes. And the transition feels really scary because you can't define the future state completely at any point. <laughs> right. And really with, you know, the agile ways of working and the way we do things now, um, sometimes there is no future state. It's an ongoing evolution, which is exciting, but also kind of new ground for us change managers. And it's different for, for our workforces and our people as well, who may be used to a way of working where you get to that future state and you're done. And, and really great point. We're not really done anymore, right? Mm-hmm. We are... We hit a target, we hit a goal, and then we continue to iterate and build on that. So how are we ensuring that people know what to do? So let's talk about that. So what's the first thing we can do with planning the transition? Well, the first thing we can do is to talk about the fact that there is a transition period. Mm. So, you know, if, if you have a visual, so I'm visualizing a PowerPoint presentation that you might be sharing in a town hall do you have a component in that visual that talks about the transition phase and and what that looks like for people? So it's not just enough to say, okay, there will be a transition period. There'll be some growing pains potentially, but really what does that mean for people? If it means that there may be a period of time where, you know, once upon a time I could finish a transaction in say a minute, now it might take me, you know, a few minutes initially, Mm. and that's okay. So are we ensuring that we are communicating what people can expect in the transition period what that looks like for them, and and really why it's completely normal and and it's nothing to be fearful of. Yeah, I'm thinking about the visual of the change curve where it doesn't matter what, it's going down at some point. (laughs) There's going to be resistance and there's going to be confusion. And what we can do is, is really plan for it and talk openly about it. And that's exactly what you're talking about. How do we get to higher levels of productivity on the other side where we, we can, over time, build more resilience. So the next change will have a shallower curve as well. Exactly. And, and that's really where we can leverage our change networks. So you may have a change community of practice. You may have change champions in your organization, your subject matter experts, or your SMEs. It's ensuring that that group of individuals, they are ready for this change. They understand that there is a transition period themselves and also We're creating opportunities for your end users to openly communicate with that network of change champions and to let them know how things are going. I think the reality is the transition period will look different 
you know, different weeks of the change. So the first week, you may be tackling one problem, and that is going to be the focus of attention. Two or three weeks down the line, that problem is solved. But of course, a new issue has emerged, which is exactly what happens. So how are we ensuring that people are communicating about this openly, what they're experiencing, and our change networks are plugged into just what people are saying? I think that's really important. Yeah, and to that end, I'm thinking about the mid-level managers who have to kind of adapt to the change themselves and also promote it to other people. This is where it gets really important, like giving them speaking points, making sure they feel like they have inside scoop on things, even if it's just a day or an hour before the rest (laughs) of the folks, so that they can then turn around and, and feel like they're a part of it and can help their people. That's so important. Exactly. And then we had a chat about this earlier, Kara, which was around is there ever a future state anymore? Mm. You know, if you think about just agile and being more nimble and being more iterative, it it essentially means that we don't ever really reach a future state. Rather, we're just in transition constantly. So the reality of the ways of working today is you'll make an improvement and then you don't just stop at that improvement. You learn from what's been rolled out, from what your users, your customers are telling you, and then you iterate and you make additional improvements, and you're just continuously iterating. So for those of us who might be in organizations where that's not the norm, where you do hit the finish line and that's it, it's important to set the expectation that actually, moving forward, there is no future state Mm. where we stop. That's not what happens. Rather, there might be these um, set of intentions that we set for ourselves as an organization, and that's really that future state. It's the intention of where we want to be, And then we have these mini transitions along the way that help us achieve that intention. Yeah. So I think if we all got comfortable with that, change management could look like you're on multiple projects and you're not maybe working at the depth that you were when you had to define define this big vision at the end and training and everything. It's it's bite-sized pieces, just like our our rolling out of new technology. It's bite-sized change. So keeping an eye on a lot of things at the portfolio level and understanding how, how that will impact people, but in short little bits. So the other thing about having multiple transitions is it allows us to be more adaptive mm-hmm. rather than reactive with our change. Yeah, I'm thinking about, you know, old school, somebody raises a concern and there's a scramble and you have to write a communication and get all the people to sign off on it. And that can take a while. And it really becomes more adaptive where you've got the feedback loops in place. You have brought in your key stakeholders to help you prioritize the backlog Mm -hmm. or, you know, fix things more quickly. And so that trust is there. You've built the trust because you're going through this transition together. And as change managers, we're going through it too. This might feel really new to some change managers, but I think just... From where I sit, looking out on the technology fields that we're in, um, this is the future. There is no end state. and We have to be constantly reinventing ourselves as companies to survive. So buckle up and get ready and (laughs) (laughs) get comfortable with the transition because that's where we're going to live. Exactly. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you liked what you heard today, we'd love to hear from you. We post these on LinkedIn. You can also go to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a remark or a rating. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.